0: Welcome everybody to Group Chat Roulette, a new podcast where three childhood best friends decided to bring their group chats to life. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. I'm Eric. Let's get right into it, boys. First off, I don't want to focus too much on this subject because we talked a lot about it last episode, but like I do on a day that we normally air our episodes, I listened to the old episode, last week's episode, which was you know, driven by some early Super Bowl talk. And uh, I went back. Shout out to Harriet. And Harriet and Jake, of course. Um, Shout out to them. I went back to see the prop bets to see how we fared. Do you guys actually know how many yards Tom Brady finished with rushing?
1: I was wondering that today. So please tell me. The rest, we were all kind of similar. So I was like, who cares? We picked all the same shit.
0: Yeah. Ultimately, the anthem went over. Um, The jersey number of the first person scored was Gronk over Tom Brady minus two rushing yards. Wow, you were right. Good analysis. Um, Heads did win, and I forgot what the fifth one was, but effectively we all either went two and three or, or three and two. But it is amazing how wrong I was about that game and how I lost every single bet after the heads like i started off with heads and I put 50 bucks on it which is so stupid but I wanted I was like tonight's gonna be a good night and I just was rolling Kansas City first Wait. quarter Kansas City first half Kansas City game oh they're down seven to three Kansas City money line oh they're down 21 to six at halftime Kansas City money line oh they're down 28 to nine at
2: one point Kansas City. Wait, money you put line. money on them when it was 28
1: 9? The odds probably were amazing. So that we, happened to me uh, the playoff weekend. Just Green it. Bay. I was like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Green Bay to be <laughs> down seven points. The odds just went in my favor. Money line. Let's go. Then I, at half, I was like, let me just try it one more time. <laughs> and they fucking sucked. And then that same mentality for the Bills game. I did the opposite. So what was it? The The bills were up a lot. And I was like, let's just go fully on them. And then the Chiefs obviously came back. So I'm like, why didn't I just listen to myself yesterday? Like the Chiefs went down right away. So I should have put all my, you know, the odds on the Chiefs. Yeah. Anyway, I lost a lot of money and I decided to close out FanDuel after that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Same here. No more DraftKings for me, but just wanted to because i and I'm pretty sure i I kept I said multiple times on last week's episode, hey, over fifty five receiving yards for you know, yeah, Hill
1: that, Kelsey,
0: that. Godwin and Evans. I mean, Hill and Kelsey finished with over fifty five, but Godwin, I think, had nine yards. and oh, Evans did even have it I think he had a couple catches for who knows, it's weird anyway. how Vegas just knows everything. I, this I is not a I'm gambling not. podcast, so do not listen to us and always gamble responsibly. Moving on, it is Valentine's Day week. So I wanted to start off with a couple of questions because I'm kind of curious what you guys are doing. Obviously, it's a pandemic. So plans are a little bit uh, different than prior years or maybe what you'd plan in a normal type of year. But my questions for you are, one, what are your your plans, if you have any? And two, which I really want to dive into a little bit, is at what point of life does the nonsense and bullshit that Valentine's Day really, you know, ultimately is begin to settle in for couples and and you know it's just you know not a big holiday anymore? Because I'm really looking forward to that
2: point. Ryan, I'm gonna start with you since you're the grizzled vet. Well, I'm curious, like do you and Mal still exchange like gifts for yes. Valentine's Day? Okay. And, uh,
0: I get, yeah, I'll get to me in a a little bit, but that's why I'm asking because I'm part of it.
2: So your first question, what are we doing? Haven't talked about it. My guess is just, you know, (laughs) again, like you said, the pandemic, we have two kids. So I can't even imagine we'll have like a special meal. Um, Probably going to be very low key. (laughs) I'm Uh seeing emotions, you know. That would be a pleasant surprise. (laughs) Let's see if it's in the cards as for gifts. It's been quite a while. I I can't, I can't say exactly if it was like before or after our marriage or before after the girls were born, but we really don't like, we get each other cards I want to say usually I try to get like flowers or something small like that but in terms of like actual gifts for Valentine's Day yeah. it's been a it's been a long time
0: That's what I'm kind of curious about because I think at the very least a card will always be required if you, if you don't get your spouse or, or loved one mm-hmm. some type of card you know you're to blame sorry sure but yeah I am kind of curious like the gift side of things because to me, and I'm going to get to myself in a second, but just to say right now, to me, it's the guy gets the girl flowers, a card, or maybe something like chocolate, you know, yeah, stupid. And that's what Valentine's day is. It's not a, it's not a gift exchange type of holiday. You go out to dinner and you enjoy it. But right. Eric, I'm curious, what have you guys done in the past? And what are you guys planning this year? Obviously the big D is pregnant.
1: Yes. Um. So honestly, I did not see this quote-unquote holiday approaching because you know the last couple podcasts I've said this it's just been a busy couple weeks of work ever since we came back from the Christmas break so I'm like and we're doing a lot of stuff like we just got new carpets we just painted Mm -hmm. we're finishing up a bathroom renovation we're preparing for a baby so and so like a lot of stuff is coming in like the crib came in I got to build it this weekend or I don't have Ah. to but I plan to um, Is that up, just like, a
0: baby shower gift that you got early, or did you guys order that yourself? That
1: was um that was not on the registry. That's more of like a parent gift. Um, Mr. Falano got that for us. Yeah, nice. And then Mom was like, hey. "Wait, what? What did he get you? What?
2: Uh, the competition begins."
1: And I was like, "Yeah, Miss, um, you know, Donna got <laughs> us a stroller already as well."
2: And she was like, "What the fuck? What <laughs> am I getting
1: you?" And I was like, "I don't know. Everything's going quick on the registry."
0: Um no, Mr. Filano they, got you like a full set of golf clubs for Christmas.
1: Yeah, Christmas. he's wow. he's
0: been super generous
1: lately. Love my daddy in law. Um <laughs> Shorehouse and LBI, shout out. Um, so where was I with all that? All this shit is going on, and I just really wasn't right, focused so you forgot on it. And it. she did mention it earlier this week and said I was thinking brunch this year because she's you know, we love breakfast on the weekends and like for some reason around dinnertime, Dana just doesn't like a lot of food. Like it's just breakfast and lunch is good. But dinner, it could be a great meal unless it's pizza or fries or like a sandwich from a pizzeria. It's like this meal is not that great. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's kind of healthy. <laughs> um, so we're going to brunch, I think, at Braddock's Tavern um, on Sunday because that's valentine's day right so so yeah that's just like our thing and then it was funny you said something about gifts because i'm thinking like everything that's going on happy valentine's day this is your gift and um something came in the mail and i was like you got something in the mail and i forgot the brand it's no brand i've ever heard of maybe it was something from etsy or something And he's like oh it's part of your valentine's day gift and i was like oh and I made (laughs) I made a joke like we're doing that and I was like because if you want to see yours it's upstairs the bathroom that's what it is
0: yeah exactly
1: (laughs) um so I'm kind of at a loss right now but I am I'm gonna be early off early on Friday so I'm at least gonna go get a card I'm thinking the last couple years I know this was a long answer has been mostly like flowers She's not like a big flower person though. I'm going to try to just dedicate all my time to her over the whole weekend. That'll That's be
2: the smart. gift. That'd be nice. Yeah, That'd be very nice. So Steve, you got to buy a gift, I suppose. <laughs> or, or do
1: her-
0: you have one? So I do have one. And uh, since my wife is not a uh, listener of the podcast, I can announce what it is on this podcast. Um she always says, I need to listen to your podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's on Spotify. <laughs> this She's will be like, the
2: one she listens to.
0: <laughs> no, I won't. But um, like when I think about Valentine's Day, I think about our buddy, Mark Tomasini and his relationship like that. I, I think, OK, oh, they're a newer couple. Oh, they're oh, going to do something. Yeah, you definitely got to do something yes. for new couples. when me and Mallory first are dating. I mean, also, it's just like a younger <laughs> person's holiday, too. Like you're just it's all about that, right? And to me, you know, we've been married, what, a year and almost a half at this point. And yeah, Valentine's Day, the gift is I'm booking a place for us to go out to dinner, right? Plenty ahead of time where every restaurant's 25 or 50% capacity. So the fact that I'm getting a reservation shows you you that I'm thinking about it ahead of time. So we are going out to dinner on Friday.
2: Going to Applebee's? (laughs)
0: Uh, That is right downstairs. Uh, I thought about it. We sometimes we pass by Applebee's and we're like, should we just go to the bar at Applebee's? I mean, (laughs) not really during the pandemic, but before. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just go grab a drink of that. It never happens, but I've always thought about it. So we're going out to dinner. To me, that's a fantastic gift. And I would get her a card, of course. And then she dropped, like similar to you, Eric, like two weeks ago. She was like, oh my God, you're going to love my Valentine's Day gift. And I just kind of looked at her and she was just like, she was like, I know it's like more of a holiday where the guy gets the girl a gift. And I even kind of just like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of even like, still like, you know, it wasn't showing too much facial expression, just like listening to where she was going with this. And uh, and she and was just like, but I just couldn't help myself. I wanted to get you something. I was just like. And I always just try to bring her down and level set things and just level set expectations. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. It is a holiday where the guy gives a gift and like we're going out to dinner. You know, I didn't tell her the place yet, so I made a reservation. So you know, she's like, oh, that's nice. I can't wait to see what a, my little gift is too, or something. And she just, did not hate it like that. Th- like she didn't say it d- as direct as that, but <laughs> I could read between the lines. <laughs> now. Knowing my wife, as I do, I already had a little gift that I ordered like weeks ago. You it was, always
2: has a gift on layaway for you her. gotta have Jamie's something.
1: turbo man has been nestled safely <laughs> under our tree for weeks. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, all right, P. So, um, you had like, I, I heard her talking about something about like some type of facial, not lotion, but it's some type of thing that she, she, I guess I'm speaking a bit loud here. I do live in a very small apartment. Anyway, I'm not going to go into the details of the gifts.
1: Give box. it a code name, some Harriet lotion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so yeah, I had that in my back pocket. And then, um, you know, like last night I started panicking and got like two more things off of Amazon. So. <laughs>
2: like, is this enough? Oh my God. Like what if she gets me something great? <laughs> exactly. That's a
0: very
1: vernaccio thing. So definitely not for Valentine's day. And by the way, when I brought all this up, I started joking with her, like, I was like, come on, Leo, let's go upstairs. Daddy needs to go douche shopping. And um, she's like, no, 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 we're going out to brunch. She's like, that's our gift like, to each other. And honestly, it kind of is. I'll get a card. But um, I lost my train of thought. But what, what were you talking no, about?
0: No, no. So we'll cut that little,
2: little bit out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was going nowhere. Um, no, but basically it was, you know, that conversation, which obviously just Triggers me to buy something, and it's just—it's such a dumb holiday. It's a month and a half after Christmas where you just go through this entire process. Eric, double yeah. for you because Dana's birthday is at the beginning of January, so it's just like yeah. You go. It, through it this- kind of alleviates the pressure with that. I will yeah. say that. I guess you're right. You kind of hang, uh, do it all at one time. But, um, so I was just curious at what point, you know, finally, like you said, Ryan, it—it's something that you may not even think about or talk about and obviously it's a weird year and you you guys have young kids so I'm not sure you guys would be going out
2: to dinner um, but you yeah, know let's
0: just go out to dinner that's all that's all you need to yeah. do
2: and i think generally as we've gotten older for any gift giving holiday or or birthday or whatever it might be you know we're at a point where it's like when we want something we we usually just buy it like uh, you know what I mean? So like we we have the things we want. It of course on her birthday I'm still gonna get her a gift. Of right. course on Christmas like we're gonna open some things. But I especially think this last Christmas was probably really the first time where we were like we are only going to do stockings and like do not spend a lot. Like we're buying stuff for the girls. Like we don't need anything.
1: Yeah. So, With kids, yeah. come on. It's like
2: it's like the focus has changed. So maybe maybe kids really is the thing. The thing is,
0: the only way that works in a relationship is if the woman is the one who initiates that conversation. Because I feel like if I say that, I'm like, we're not doing anything big, you know. If she's not on the same page, <laughs> she'd be like, "Wait, what? I'm like, come on, we just got married." And I'm like, "Oh, god
1: damn it." Well, I think to Ryan's point, that might not be her stance until kids come into yeah, the picture. Yeah, that's a good point. You're all pretty selfish until you have to take care of somebody else.
0: That'll be a test for you in a couple months, buddy. (laughs) Are you going to let's just say like a a random bachelor party comes up in like the late summer um, after your kid is born. Do you think you would try to go to it or? I think I would probably deserve it at that point for all the
1: (laughs) baby caring I've done. So the answer is yes. Yeah.
0: That's fair. I mean, I'm not a dad. I think that's very fair. Ryan, I think it'd be allowed. I
2: mean, I think it's fair and well-deserved. I think every wife, every new mother is going to have a different reaction to that. So we'll be just curious to see what Dana says. In this
1: hypothetical situation, hypothetically, <laughs> if it was Vegas, yeah. hypothetically, Dana's real excuse is not almost leaving. It's I know you and you will spend a lot of money <laughs> nah. like buying people drinks or something like that. I'm like, I don't know these people.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: gambling really?
1: I yeah. Remember. Gambling for sure. I'll spend a lot of money. Wow, you're getting but...
0: very detailed in this hypothetical. What people don't you know in the hypothetical batch of party The hypothetical, hypothetical people talking about Interesting. the hypothetical <laughs> people for sure. But hypothetically speaking, I agree. You don't really know those people. Plus, your twin brother would go with you. And if anything, he would just pay for the people. So you'd be fine. And hypothetically, my twin brother is sitting on a lot of cash.
1: So a couple weeks ago, my hot take was on the legendary Miss Britney Spears, Princess of Pop, and a new documentary has come out. Have you guys seen it called Framing Britney Spears? So what is it even on? like? Is it
0: HBO, Netflix? What is it?
1: I heard about it. It's uh, it's Hulu and it's on FX, but it's like FX must have a series. The New York Post or Times, maybe it was New York Times presents mm-hmm. and like. It's a documentary series that I guess every episode features something. Never heard of it until Friday. Um, so literally one episode. One episode. So it's about an hour
0: and 15 minutes when you fast okay. forward the commercials. I have not seen it, but now I will watch it because it's nice. So
1: I saw the preview and it was a lot of like free Britney activists, which is basically just like women and gay guy <laughs>
0: fans,
1: like saying like, we need to free her. And I'm like, okay, like, I get that, you know, I don't I don't need to see an episode based on that, but they really dove into how honestly it was my hot take in a fucking documentary like it dove into her childhood and how sweet she really is. And then like how basically everything in the media treated her like more like an object than a person and it really started to turn after Justin Timberlake so he's getting a little bit of hate from this documentary because he kind of you know said like she cheated blah 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 and then she then it was easy to pick on her right. and like and then she spiraled out of control and there was a portion of it during the whole 2007 meltdown they cover that and it's crazy to see like snips clips from the um, late night shows and news media of how they would talk about her. That would never happen in 2020 or 21. And um, at the end of it, it's all about like the fact that everybody's controlling her life when she's had successful tours in the last, her conservatorship started in like 2008 or something. So it's been 12, 13 years and she's like made so much money in Vegas and all this kind of shit. But she's still like, not suitable to make her own decisions so her father is a conservator for the person which is britney so he makes all of her decisions and for her estate now recently that changed to a bank it gets a little complicated but the the really crazy part was and i i wrote this down (laughs) so they show like even jay leno saying like you know britney was here last night and you know she she i don't know He said something like, she can't even keep a man. She's been seeing all these. I don't know. It was so inappropriate. Like you would be canceled these days. Yeah. So family feud is up and it's actually the guy from Seinfeld, Steve, Elaine's boss and Ryan, obviously, you know, like Elaine's boss. He must have hosted family feud for a while. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: And Mr. Peter Peterson. I'm going to look that up.
1: Mr. Peterson. Yes. And it's two women at the top, you know, like what's the number one answer? In her lifetime, what has Britney lost? Britney Spears lost. First girl, her kids. Ah, that's the fourth answer. Her hair, number one answer, you're up. And then like they're going down the line and like the family is like her mind and they're like number two answer. And it's just like, it's kind of a funny scene. And back when, you know, she was in the news just because it was like the funniest headline ever. It just got me thinking, like how crazy it is that this is a person, and mm-hmm. she's got some mental health issues, like just about everybody does. Anyway, it's it's a very good documentary. I think it's worth your investment of time. Um, I, but I, yeah, I, it's I, it's, I, it's. I don't know what'll ever get solved from that. I'm really hoping she can get like a real tell all someday, and like really yeah. talk about, you know,
2: how, how did the so obviously. Obviously I was a fan back when she was coming into her own yep. for multiple reasons. Cause she was very active. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I'm curious, like I remember the meltdown. What is the reason she had this conservatorship placed on her and how long is that supposed to last? Is there an end point?
1: So conservatorships are mostly for like people with Alzheimer's, like, they cannot function for themselves. It's only old people. So they had lawyers on the documentary. And they were like, it's very hard to fight your conservatorship. Because then you have to say that you don't need, you the conservatee needs to say, I don't need someone to make my own decisions. But you also agreed to strip your rights away at the beginning of it. So then like oh, the documentary. yeah, like she concede. did concede. And the documentary people like asked the lawyer, like, have you ever seen one and she was like, actually, no, because they're all old people who are never going to give it up because they lost their mind and they need right. someone to make decisions for them. She went into it because she went on a bad path after the media literally drove her to, I think, like yeah. just mental craziness. And uh, Kevin Federline basically said, you can't see my kids, the kids anymore. And because she started going out a lot. And yeah. I think that was her breaking point of now I've lost my kids And she started to do some crazy stuff and her father
2: took over. So having seen the documentary and, and probably just know more about Britney Spears than I do, would you, so obviously the media messed her up. That's a huge part, but going back even further is her, would you say her parents are to blame for a lot of this? I know her dad has like a bad, so her rap.
1: dad's a, her dad's a focus of it. Yeah. And okay. he's kind of like, I don't think he's as much to blame for the mental health. Cause that's just something you probably get if you're only literally Britney Spears, but like, yeah. he's kind of just a new Orleans hillbilly. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he, they kind of talk about how he's had like bankrupt businesses and he's divorced from the mom and the mom, seems to be a very sweet person, always Brittany's best interest. And they kind of frame him as like not never having the best relationship with her. But then he took over. Like, why didn't the mom take over? I, it's all kind of a question. And honestly, it's one of those like Southern families that I don't know if they're uh, the best like educated. The,
2: like the parents might be cousins.
1: Well, the daughter's name is Jamie Lynn. And the father's name is Jamie and Brittany's dad, it, and Brittany's mom is Lynn.
2: <laughs> I was going to ask that actually, you know, this makes me, so I, I had talked about this on the chat. I recently watched the tiger documentary on HBO max. Did either of you watch that? No, Mm-mm. I need to watch that. Yeah. Very good. Obviously. Oh, Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how many episodes? At first, at first I was like,
0: Oh, okay. An animal documentary about extinct like, tigers.
2: <laughs> Stop thinking about Brittany. We're back on the sports.
0: Jesus Christ. Am I I'm not fun? thinking
2: about it. So there's two episodes. It's great. Obviously, oh, Tiger okay. is one of the greatest athletes ever. Um, arguably the best golfer ever. Um, But it really dives a lot into his childhood and the relationship with his dad. And hearing this conversation about Brittany and her parents and having just watched tiger and his dad and even his mom, cause she had a role to play as well. Just, and I know I talked about this on the chat in the chat. Um, it just makes me think how much parents like impact, mm-hmm. like they, they set you up in so many ways for how your life is going to go, you know? And like us three were functioning adults. We're, I mean, we were, we're well off, I would say. And even us like normal people, I mean, our parents all set us up for success like this. You guys would agree, right? Yeah. 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 I I, I thank them every day. I know. It's just like, you know, on the one hand, Tiger, like I said, he's arguably the greatest golfer ever. And he's got some issues. Like, I, I don't know about now. It seems like he's actually pulled his life together pretty significantly. And some of the end of the documentary gets into that, but there was a period of time there where he, I I had no idea um, how deep and dark things got for him. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, around the time he went through the divorce with his wife, but uh, you know, just hearing about Britney Spears too. It's just,
1: well, he was in, he was in the headlines similarly, like, yeah. Like, just literally, it was something to talk about. It, it used to be just different, I think, in the early 2000s. Like, we would yeah, pick was... something and pick it apart. Now, he did do a lot of cheating, and honestly, I but I it truly watch the documentary, was documentary. But it's not like he's not human, like, and, right? but any women
0: he was with, I, I feel like, like, I remember seeing a magazine cover of like just like 30 women's faces, and just and like it's just but you ate that shit up. I'm like, now I'm kind of like, I kind of want to Google that magazine cover and just kind of look at it. Cause we're all just so messed up as humans. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. We all so true though. How impressionable kids are. I mean, even yeah. his son, Charlie Woods, um, I think that's his son's name. Yeah. Like a, they had like a father son tournament like lately. And it's amazing how everything tiger did the way he like stood and watched his ball. Charlie was standing and watching his ball the same way. And it just, I know that's like a more simple, uh, example, but it, it was like crazy, like the similarities between them both. And he's, and he's the best, but did they actually go into that night where, uh, like he crashed his car and she like broke into the.
2: With the yeah. It was, stuff? it was really interesting. Cause like, obviously I forget what year that was, was it like 2007, something like that. And I just wasn't a golf guy at that point. Um, I heard, you know, it was Tiger Woods. So we knew it- the details, but we didn't know the details, right? Like we yeah. knew it was happening, but we couldn't talk about like what happened. So it was interesting to actually learn about what happened. You know, he basically drove out of his driveway, made a turn and smashed into a tree and, uh, and there's some question
1: was he drunk i forget it he don't was know. on
2: a bunch of um medications yeah. okay and there's some question about whether his wife had like used the golf club to get him out or was she like chasing the car mad with yeah. the golf club mad at him <laughs> so of course it had to be the golf club yeah of course <laughs> that is like too long. i wonder what iron she used um
1: <laughs> You know, speaking of, though, Ryan, it's your daughter's birthday.
2: Yeah, it is. Wow,
1: And you are going to have an impression on her.
2: (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I was was
1: waiting to hear what
0: the transition was on that. I was like, what the hell?
1: Well, also, Ryan texted us today that he posted pictures of Avery and then started to choke up. So I really
0: just (laughs) want to know about all that. I admire it so much.
2: am an emotional
0: steve person. just said i admire that so much
2: <laughs> i'm just it will your sense
1: your sensitivity is next level bro love it i wish uh, it like, like
2: that it is a blessing and a curse i just <laughs> i am such an emotional person and like <clears throat> that's not me crying <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse ryan like, it sounds like a I'm tissue taking- It sounds like I'm breaking up right now. I had a little frog in my throat, people. Okay, (laughs) I'll be honest if I cry here. No, I just like, you know, I've always been an emotional person. Hey, what do you know? My dad's kind of an emotional person. And you see the connection? Oh, it's all connected. So I've always been that way. And then you add kids to the mix and it's just like, what am I supposed to do? Not ball my eyes out when I'm looking at her as an infant and feeling like it was yesterday? <laughs> like I tried to figure out what exactly it was that made me so emotional when I posted the pictures today, and of course, it's like time is flying. We all yeah. feel that way, and when you have kids, it especially feels that way. Um, But I think for Avery in particular, what I came to understand was like, she has such an imagination. Like, I love the imagination that she has. She like listening to her like play by herself in her room with her stuffed animals is like, it brings me so much joy to like hear that. And to know, (laughs) this is where it gets sad. It's like to know that she won't always be like that. Mm, yeah she's gonna grow up and she's gonna you know kids sort of lose their imagination with time that I think is what I zeroed in on is like I love her imagination and like I know that's gonna be gone someday and that's what makes me sad because it's just like she's four like four two years in like a year and a half she's gonna be in kindergarten I don't know it's crazy. I know there's going to be fun things to come as she gets older. And as you guys have kids and they get older and, you know, life brings different things at different ages and like, it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, today I was like, Sarah, we have to have another one. <laughs> we have to have another one. No. And Sarah's like, we're not having another one. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: amazing. But, Dude, that's that's special though. I mean, it's it's, it is true. It. She will definitely have no imagination and then turn to you one day and be like, shut the fuck up, dad. <laughs> but, you know, she loves it's you true. now. I'm it's
2: just true. kidding. No, I'm <laughs> um, sure it happen. God, by the time for teenagers, can you imagine what the world's going to be like? Oh, God.
1: Yeah, that, that is, I think, the... And I'm not a parent yet, but I, I do think... Little girls are probably the sweetest thing, but then when they get to teenage years, that's when it's like, oh, like a lot of tension. And little boys are probably like, wow, you're moving so much. And like, even though they're fun, it's like, wow, you're a lot as a little kid. And like maybe they get better <laughs> during wow. the teenage age. Teenage ages are gonna suck regardless. I
2: but know. it's it's just I think mostly it's just like you look at technology and social media and stuff and you're like what are our kids going to be exposed to by the time they're like cognizant of this stuff it's just okay. i mean i watch like nora who's a year and a half navigate a phone i'm like what yeah. the fuck?" she's like swiping i know
1: N- nora's our producer
2: <laughs> i know um, probably it's insane you guys the other day because i was having eric you take leo for a walk and do you find that like when you're by yourself taking your dog for a walk and steve maybe there's scenarios for you the shower whatever it is like that's when you do your best thinking or you're just like that's when you're letting your mind wander Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure and like like my
1: meditation time
2: yes like like when
1: dana's like can i come and i'm like
2: fuck (laughs) (laughs) that's when i'm texting you guys like Guys, have you ever just went outside and looked up at the stars and just thought about how we are specs? Oh,
0: no, I can't get into that conversation right now, though. I do love having those conversations because I think it's good to just like have that outer body experience and think about those type of things. But yes, if you go too far, then it is extremely
2: depressing. (laughs) Eric signaling he might need to be high for a conversation like that.
1: It's a good high conversation. Sober, you realize like, oh shit.
2: I yeah. Feel like if yeah. I was high, I would bug out. So the other night bug when I texted out. you guys, I it was, was um I was on a walk. It was probably eight o'clock at night, and I'm just thinking. I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about um meal their favorite meals. And one of the little sidebar conversations they had was just about like, which it's two guys, they're both married and like them cooking dinner versus their wives cooking dinner. And it just sent me down this, like, again, I'm walking the dog. I'm doing my best thinking here. Sent me down this path of like roles that are like when we grew up in our households, roles that our dads had and our moms had versus the roles nowadays like what i have Mm -hmm. and sarah has eric and dana you and mal Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and just like so i wanted to ask you guys a few just like questions and we can see where this goes so in your house obviously you had the same parents um did your dad ever cook dinner once only
1: only if my mom was out i would say but But my mom was pretty close to 100 percent
2: and
0: and I'll say I do remember when he did cook like once every two weeks, it was hot dogs and mac and cheese like something. Yeah, like
1: yeah. It was very man like dad's cooking and it <laughs> wasn't like even a treat. It was like shitty hot dogs.
0: Like even my mom did the
1: bad food. Good, but it wasn't <laughs> hot dogs. On, it wasn't
0: the hot dogs on the grill. It was like hot dogs and boiled water on the stove, which tastes <laughs> like. That.
2: Yes. Exact same thing in my house. A hundred, nearly a hundred percent. Except
1: for if it's grilling, I guess that is the one thing. And it probably stands true today. The man usually grills.
2: Yeah. Okay. So now in your households, is it ubiquitous? I mean, is it like you guys have certain meals that you cook? She has certain meals. Do you switch off or is it like mostly one of you or the other? For me, I will say
0: we actually conquer it together like 50% of the time. And then the other 50%, whoever is like less busy that day. So I would say it's like very 50-50, very yeah. much 50-50.
1: <laughs> I would say it's um, like 75% Dana, just because the whole problem is figuring out what you want to eat. And um, I'm very on board with just about everything. And she's, she likes everything too. But like, she might be, she might be like, oh, this recipe is great. So I will get started on a meal or I will just like, be like, oh, that's easy. I've made that before. I'll do that for you. But like, she kind of is in charge of the menu. It's been a lot of contention in our marriage. Always like, I always have to think of the meals and I'm like, yeah, but you don't ever... Do anything it's, outside, so that's what you have to think of. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
2: Sarah and I every week. So in our house, the way we do it is like on Saturday before we go grocery shopping, we plan out every dinner for the next week.
1: Yes, both of you. Thing. It's always like a, it's a team effort. Yeah, it's a team. Okay, effort. I got to learn yeah. that
2: stuff. That's and cool. it is the bane Like we hate it. We always when we're about to do it, we're like oh my God, how are we already thinking about meals again? Like we just (laughs) it feels like we eat the same things over and over again. It feels like when we try new things, we end up like buying all these crazy ingredients. Sometimes we don't really like this new meal and it's just like, and next thing you know, it's Saturday again and we got to go shopping again and think of a whole nother week of meals. It's just, yeah, it's draining. We, we hate it. And Steve was nodding the whole time. So it sounds like you guys are kind of the same. Yeah. Um, now, we, yeah.
0: we don't mind eating the same thing. So it's not like that hateful. Like We know right. our four or five dinners and it's it's really the same every week, which sounds very, you know, boring, but it is what it is. But yes, I get that. Cel- I mean, celery, salmon,
2: cabbage, <laughs> potato. <laughs> um, we've gotten to the point where, and I think this is quarantine related, where three nights every week are automatic. There's some sort of taco night It's could be a variation on tacos. There's some sort of pizza night.
1: Yeah. Pizza is a must in quarantine every week.
2: Yes. at least. And then there is a takeout night and that kills three nights right away. And then we got to think of four more. Yeah. So, okay. Next thing. Cleaning. So in my house growing up, I can say, I don't ever remember seeing my dad clean. Like, inside the house, I don't think I ever saw him dusting something, vacuuming. I'm sure he did, but don't remember it. You guys?
0: My, my dad's anal, so yeah. I definitely remember him cleaning around the holidays, but like, before and after people showed up. But I will – you know what? Like, when it came to, like, the, the big clean jobs – I'm really trying to remember I can't like my mom was, around, mom was around
1: mom was part time. So she was around to do cleaning, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. while she was watching us where my dad was always full time. So I think that had something to do with it. But yeah, you're right. He is anal and he is down to get down and dirty. But it's always like it's honestly the bad side of him. I'm like, you shouldn't clean because you're a, a very negative person. One hundred percent. And that's where I get
2: it all. And so in your <laughs> houses now, how is it? i mean i'll
1: start dana Dana is sorry dana is vacuum and floors because apparently i don't do it the best even (laughs) though i've we have a very expensive vacuum and i'm like all right i have learned how to use it appropriately but i still let her cover that she i don't think she's ever cleaned a, a bathroom in this house i do the bathrooms really and yeah i just um She won't listen to this, right? I just. (laughs) She
2: needs to do some deep cleaning.
1: She's a surface level
2: cleaner. Very surf. You just said she's a very surface level. She she left a
1: tissue and napkins in the couch cushion. Yeah. Um. No, that that's her. That's her good side. She she is a very clean person, and we always get usually on a Saturday or a Sunday we get the house in order. And the floors just have to be done because
2: of the dog shedding everywhere. Of course. Steve? Um, so we clean every Friday. Sorry for uh, tiring you out here. That's a little late for me.
0: Um, I we I do floors. I'm a vacuum and a uh, bona guy. Again, I live in a very small apartment, so we clean the entire house in 30 minutes. While I do the floors, she does the toilets. It's like bing, bang, boom, we're done. Now, you mentioned this earlier, Eric, like when I have a house and I have like, landscaping and stuff to do outside of the house. I've got to think Ryan's got that
1: ready. I know he probably does
0: 100% on me. Um, It sounds like it falls 100% on you guys, which is funny to me because I'm sure the cleaning inside, if it's not, you Mm -hmm. know, 50, 50, then the woman would complain. Okay. I think we're jumping to the conclusion
1: here. It's a lot of 50, 50, or at least some kind of sharing and outside. It's 100% male.
2: That is true. That wasn't where I was, that wasn't like the the
1: point. Hey, Sarah, would it hurt you to, I don't know, pick up a freaking
2: bag of mulch? So (laughs) real quick in my house right now, I like you guys Am very anal. So like, and we have two dogs and we have two kids. So like, I kind of enjoy vacuuming. Like to me, vacuuming is very, um, therapeutic to me, therapeutic, like, especially when you have two dogs and you just, At the end, like you literally have a hamster or a guinea pig worth of like hair in the canister, and you're just like, fuck you, and you dump it into the trash. Um, but yes, I would even say in my house, the cleaning tilts a little bit in my direction just because I'm Sarah, like Dana, is a very clean person, but I think I'm more anal. So, like,
1: that's a good way of putting it. Yep. Yeah.
2: But outside so growing up i my dad outside was his thing and like there was times like when we had like a vegetable garden where i feel like my mom partook in that a bit but pretty much anything else having to do with outside Mm -hmm. was my dad and sounds like probably for al too i can remember stories of the yingling after a nice lawn mowing oh women
1: uh look all women can do whatever they want, but they, they really should, if they are straight and married to a man, the man should mow the lawn.
2: But there's a lot more that goes than just yeah, yeah, yeah. Mow the
1: lawn. M- much more than mow the lawn. But I, I did assume, like landscaping is a great thing. So I think Ryan, you do a little bit, probably more than me. I, I stopped the whole mulching thing after I was like, F that I, I was getting 12 bags. It was like, I might as well get the yards. And then I was like, I'm not dealing with a pile of mulch. I, I'm just not dealing with it. I'll pay a couple hundred and get it all done Thank for you. me. Great. And, but I'm like, what flowers do you want? She's like, hmm, I don't know. And I'm like, so now I have to do the feminine thing and pick out the flowers. So literally, I have a friend at work who is just very into flowers. So naturally she gives me recommendations. So I go to Home Depot, I pick out all the colors of the flowers. I put them out for the landscaper and be like, here, here's where you're putting them all. I'm, I'm just, I, I get surprised at times. Like you don't want any input on all these flowers going out here. Nope. Nada. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, uh, that was a long run on, but yeah, I deal obviously with the pool, the yard, the trash take out. She doesn't ever uh, take the trash never. out, Steve. Um, which is fine. And she's not supposed. To, I don't want her doing anything while she's pregnant. Well, Obviously, that's a different course, thing. Yeah. But
0: trash. trash uh, uh, like if she's running downstairs
2: and like we have trash to go out, she'll take it out. Oh, look at Mal breaking barriers. <laughs> um. I know you don't have a yard yet. I'll just say Sarah has made it very clear that she has never mowed a lawn in her life and she never intends to. And I have two Mm -hmm. girls and I, I assume I will always be the one mowing the lawn. Now, of course, like you sort of alluded to Eric, like it's sort of the guys thing and I enjoy it. It's like, it's like vacuuming, right? There's that um, satisfaction you feel as you're mowing the lawn. Like you see the lawn getting cut and it looks very nice when you're done and then you I do like that yeah yeah so i'm not necessarily complaining i think the whole point of what i brought up just to sort of wrap this up is like it's just interesting i mean what it really comes down to is like gender roles and how they've sort of shifted over time how like we grew up in households where like the moms the women did certain things and like rarely ever saw our dads do this thing mm-hmm. and sort of naturally we've just now split it mostly. And the
1: funny part about all of that is I don't think we grew up thinking that. I think we no. grew up thinking like, wow, do you remember the fifties, like women would to work and stuff. And it is interesting that only in 30 years, 20 years, whatever, you know, men have a lot more responsibility in picking out the menu and like, you know, making the food and the yard work hasn't changed much, but it, you know, it'll be good for Nora and Avery just to know how to do a basic thing. Like, do you know how to start a lawnmower? Okay. Funny story. A friend of ours, um, his name is Johnny, uh, doesn't know how to mow a lawn. (laughs) God love him to death but he came over and he was like whoa what are you doing and I was like Mom, Mom. wait no <laughs> he, was like,
2: he did not say what are you
1: doing <laughs> he was like he was like how do you work this and I was like just take the fucking thing <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was holding it from so far away it honestly made me feel like such a um a man. like a man and I'm just yeah. like and I'm like this is just basic dude <laughs> he basically said his dad always had a lawn service so i get it that can right, happen right. but
0: um it I'm was picturing him was like really mowing funny. the lawn like six feet away from it like a yeah yeah he
1: was holding it very hard far away and um he was like and it can go backwards and i was like yep oh that's
2: amazing <laughs> that's amazing
1: but some people, are, like men in the city, don't know how to do this sure. shit. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But that is, uh, look, anybody looking to get married, communication with all that shit, that's really going to help you right, with a lot exactly. of fights. <laughs> whatever, whatever works
2: in your house, everyone figures it out. Um, but, you know, deep thoughts on my walk with the dog.
1: Because you're thinking about god damn it, I got another Saturday coming up. I gotta think of the menu.
2: And, and you got people coming over. This, yeah, and how many times is this dog gonna shit on one walk? Anyway, you take the dogs, both dogs at the same time?
0: No, I'm done with that. It's too much. <laughs> Enough of that nonsense. We ready to end this with a hot take? Yes, sir. All right. Whose turn is it? Oh, it's mine. Play the music. Get your hot takes. Who once one? They're all hot. That's right. Time for my hot take. So I'm a guy that lives by his principles. There's no secret there. I've, I've told many of the listeners and, and you guys especially. However, sometimes principles get confused with money decisions and could easily be construed as cheap. Don't be lazy understand the situation, and get why someone would or wouldn't make a decision? Is it because they don't believe in it personally, or is it because they're being cheap? On an opposite spectrum, this topic often reminds me of the memory of our good friend Dan Steyer and how he was principalistic, you could say, in the fact that he wouldn't try on a pair of jeans at American Eagle in about eighth or ninth grade to get a free AMC movie ticket. At first, I respected it. I always admire a good principalistic man, but really there was no reason to not try it on and get the free ticket, and honestly, it's the opposite of cheap, so I digress. I bring this topic up because I'm the opposite of cheap. My friends will vouch for me, but I also will never buy a BMW. You guys have heard me say this. It's just a waste of money. My principles tell me a Honda Accord is reliable, and I will drive that for the rest of my life. Something relevant in my life happens every morning when I wake up. And it reminds me of this subject, and I feel I need to weigh in. In my lonely apartment, I get very cold in these winter months. So I go to my manual thermostat, and I really ramp up that heat. I've monitored my bills. It doesn't change much. Relatively affordable. And I think back to the days we lived with our parents. We all remember those days. You would freeze your ass off in the winter and sweat your ass off in the summer. And I ask, why? Was my father and all the fathers out there being principalistic, or were they being cheap? As the principal versus cheap expert, I'm here to finally weigh in. They were being cheap. The dollars per month difference does not, do not outweigh the feeling of warmness and coolness while you're in your home. Life is too short to provide the discomfort to your family, and I promise to my future children they will not need to suffer. In a way, I will not only not be cheap in the future, but I will be principalistic and stick to this promise from this point on. Here's the always feeling great in your home. Join me, brothers.
1: Amen. I cannot. Got it. Oh my gosh! My in-laws, my parents, they'll be like, "What do you keep it at night? What do you keep the thing at during the day?" And I'm like,
2: "There's still money in the bank account, like, and come on." I go home now, and we have kids, and like for a long time, and you'll learn this when you have kids. They don't wear blankets to bed because it's dangerous. So. We need to keep the temperature in our house at a reasonable degree so they're not too hot and not too cold. When I go home to New Jersey, it's, it's so frustrating. Has the loft? has the loft oh in God. the summer? <laughs> my dad has that thing pinned on whatever it is, which is several degrees wrong. Yeah. And I'm scared. I'm scared to touch yes. it. I, to this day, I am 33 years old. I hesitate and I would even go so far as to say, if I messed with it before bed, I'd wake up early to change it back before he notices. Yeah, you would. Because that that might have to do
1: with your family trust issues.
0: (laughs) But it is, it's something that's ingrained in all of our brains. And, you know, I go home a lot. I live five hours away. So I've been staying with Eric and Dana when I've been in South Jersey, but then I go to North Jersey, it's like the same thing. And you know, I'm kind of the in law, even though I'm very comfortable with my you know father and mother in law. So I would never change it. But like right. Mallory's just like it is freezing in this house, and she'll oh just yeah, like, and and I'll just be like shivering in the corner, and just be like, it just it just is what it is. These people are just principalistic. But you know what? I realized as I wrote this now. They're just being cheap. How much could it really raise your bill? <laughs> it's
2: ridiculous. Yeah. It's a great point. <laughs> yeah. So what made you even think of that? I'm curious. So random.
0: Is. Because it's funny. Every night I put on even in the wintertime, I put on the air to make sure it's like 69 degrees when I go to sleep, because I cannot stand sleeping in the heat. And I'll just bring many uh blankets to bed. And then as soon what? as I wake up, I put it to 73 degrees on the heat. But again, I live in an apartment. Again, what degree do you sleep at again? 69 with the air on 73 during the day heat. Nice. Steve's
1: trying, Ryan's trying to make you make a sex reference and you're like 69.
2: That is my principle.
0: I understood, but <laughs> listeners can't see Ryan's horny face.
2: Also so to that try the damn jeans on. <laughs> Oh, I Dan. still never understand
0: that.
1: This whole conversation, before you close out, I just think Brandon is one of those that's just like, these guys are idiots. You got to keep it at 65
0: <laughs> in the winter. <laughs> we'll have to get his reaction when he listens to this episode. <laughs> but just don't bring up Aunt Mama to him. All right. We'll, we'll talk about oh! it. Later. Love you guys.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Did told him he said <laughs> we were killing it?
1: <laughs> he didn't actually say that. Oh. I don't know why I lie.